You're listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And once again, welcome to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We have got a jammed, packed show for you today. I hope that everybody had a great weekend. A lot to cover on the show, including the Atlanta Hawks stealing game one from the Sixers to regain home court in the second round of the NBA playoffs. The Atlanta Falcons trading away Julio Jones to the Tennessee Titans for a second round draft pick. And the Atlanta Braves in a rematch of the 2020 NLCS take two out of three against the Dodgers. They won the last two games of the series by defeating Clayton Kershaw and Trevor Bauer. Impressive. All right, let's get right to it because we have a lot of sports stories from this past weekend and got Floyd Mayweather taking on Logan Paul in an exhibition match in boxing. Chad Ochocinco, wow, boxing too. But first, I do want to talk about the Atlanta Hawks, because this was a very, very exciting, very nervous game if you are an Atlanta sports fan. I'm going to break down this game because this is the biggest sports story in Atlanta. I know it's overshadowing the Julio Jones trade, but the Atlanta Hawks, who a lot of people picked, were going to get swept by the Sixers. The Sixers are the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Joel Embiid was hurt. They got the word about an hour until tip-off that Joel Embiid was going to play. The Hawks found out that DeAndre Hunter was not going to play. I actually expected a Sixers blowout. And what do you know? The Atlanta Hawks came out on fire and they had even had a 27-point lead in this game. They were shooting lights out. They set records for threes. They had 128 points. They hit 23-pointers. Trey Young had 35 points, but that was not the story. The Atlanta Hawks had the Sixers on the ropes. They were up by 26, but the Philadelphia 76ers, you knew they were going to make their comeback. Got a little dicey toward the end of the game. The refs were swallowing the whistles. Philly was playing more physical. I actually think that Philly's going to play more physical in game two, and they're going to try to find a way to get physical with Trey Young because it didn't matter who was guarding Trey Young. Ben Simmons, Danny Green. Danny Green was actually guarding him the majority of the time, and then Ben Simmons tried to. He picked up two quick fouls. But the story was, with about two minutes left to go, it seemed like the Hawks had this game wrapped up. Trey Young got a turnover. Ben Simmons stole the ball. And then Seth Curry makes a three-point shot, which was a crazy three-point shot because Kevin Herter actually had pretty good defense on him. It's now down to seven. Hawks take a full timeout. They take another timeout. They're out of timeouts. Bogdan Bogdanovich misses a three-point shot. Joel Embiid makes a quick layup. And then the Hawks, with a minute to go, they're up by five. A five-second violation. Joel Embiid makes another layup. The Sixers are now down by three. I started getting nervous. I really admit, I started getting nervous as an Atlanta sports fan. I've seen Atlanta sports teams give away a lead like this. I saw the Falcons do it four times last year. And then I saw them lose in the Super Bowl 28-3. I saw the Braves give up a 3-1 lead to the Dodgers in the NLCS. It looked like I was going to get on the air this morning and talk about another Atlanta sports heartbreak with the Atlanta Hawks, but that was not the case. With 41 seconds left to go, 
Bogdan Boganovich, which was the biggest free agent pickup for the Hawks this season, makes a three. 21, 121 to 115. Okay, Hawks fans, you can breathe now. Ben Simmons makes the three throw, and then he misses one. Tobias Harris puts up the shot, and then this, this game should have been over, especially when Joel Embiid with the clear path foul to John Collins. John Collins makes both free throws, and then the Hawks inbounds the ball, and Trey Young with an alley-oop. This should have sealed the game right here with 16 seconds left to go. John Collins puts it up. John Collins puts the Hawks up 125 to 118. He makes his free throw. It's 126 to 118. 16 seconds left to go. And then John Collins intentionally fouls Ben Simmons. This was really, I did not agree with this move. Just play defense. That's all you got to do. It is more than a two possession game. Ben Simmons makes the first three throw. He intentionally misses the second one. Joel Embiid gets the offensive rebound. He gets the putback. It's 126 to 122 after Joel Embiid makes the three throw. So he had a he had a four-point play on this possession by the Sixers with 14 seconds left to go. And it was getting very nervous. Bogan Boganovich. Bogan Boganovich lost the ball when Danny Green stole it. Ben Simmons makes a dunk. It's now a two-point game with eight seconds left to go. So Bogdan Boganovich is at the line. He makes probably the two biggest free throws in this series. It's 128 to 124, and that was your final. The Sixers, who are a great defensive team, gave up 128 points. The narrative is going to be the Falcon. The narrative is going to be that the Hawks almost blew this game. But a win is a win. They get game one. It was very dicey and very nerve-wracking toward the end. But they steal a game and they get home court advantage back. Now, I still think this is going to be a long series. I think the Sixers are going to make adjustments and they're going to win game two. I still think the Sixers are the better team, but the Hawks are the better story. And when their shooters catch fire, they could beat anybody. This game is going to go six or seven games. We are in for a long series. But the fact, if I told you that Joel Embiid was going to play in this game and he was going to have 39 points, you would have said that the Sixers were going to win and they were going to win comfortably. But I actually think Joel Embiid, who is a dominant force, they really don't have an answer for Joel Embiid, but he slows the game down because when you run the offense through Joel Embiid, Embiid is going to get his points, but the Hawks can shoot threes. Philly is going to try to trap the Hawks shooters. If Trey Young can get the ball out quickly and just swing the ball around, that extra possession, I think the Hawks have a shot to beat the Sixers and advance and go to the Eastern Conference Finals. But it's going to be a long series, so we got to watch out for that. The rest of the NBA playoffs. You know, of course, I start with that game because that's the local team here in Columbus, Georgia. The L.A. Clippers exercise their demons, and they defeat Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks in Game 7. The home team finally won a game in this series, and Kawhi Leonard can relax, can breathe. They move on to the second round. They actually are the one L.A. team that actually advances, and now it makes the NBA playoffs interesting because you have the Utah Jazz, the best team in the Western Conference all year, taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. This is going to be a pretty exciting series. I think the Clippers match up very well with the Jazz. They'll play on Tuesday night. 
and the Los Angeles Clippers, I think, are still the favorites to come out of the Western Conference. Right now with the Brooklyn Nets, with an ailing James Harden, he left that game, game one against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Nets, however, still won the game, 115-107, to and they did it with two superstars, but Blake Griffin came out of nowhere. I know I talked about the Brooklyn Nets not being able to play defense. They don't have the stomach for it, but that is not the case. Everybody plays defense in the playoffs. The Brooklyn Nets stepped their game up, and Blake Griffin became old Blake Griffin and was just a hustler on the floor. He was diving for every loose ball he could get. I saw the game. He was just a beast out there. And the Brooklyn Nets are the favorites to win the NBA title. I think with the three superstars, if Harden is healthy, there's nobody that's going to stop the Brooklyn Nets because they have three closers that can get the job done. A lot of teams play tight in the fourth quarter. The Hawks were playing tight in that game against the Sixers toward the end, and it was just very sporadic. But the Brooklyn Nets, I think, if they can get James Harden back healthy, I think that they are the favorites to win the NBA title. And then you have the game, the Nuggets and the Suns, that will be tonight. We did not talk about the Lakers losing in the first round, which was crazy. LeBron loses a playoff series in the first round for the first time in his NBA career. And all Lakers fans are saying, well, if Anthony Davis was healthy, the Lakers would have won. Well, if Chris Paul was healthy for the Suns, I think the way you had a healthy Anthony Davis going up against the Phoenix Suns in game one and Phoenix dominated. So you cannot say just because Chris Paul wasn't completely healthy that the Suns would have easily handled the Lakers. Anthony Davis is injury prone. He gets into a lot of situations where injuries will catch up with him. And But I think the Lakers will be back next year. They're going to keep their core players they just need to get shooters they need to get perimeter defenders out there on the wing so this is a very interesting nba playoffs in the second round you have the phoenix suns taking on the denver nuggets that's going to be tonight and the first game is going to be the milwaukee bucks going up against the brooklyn nets the brooklyn nets have a 1-0 series lead but they will not have james harden in this game now tuesday night we have the hawks and the 76ers for game two that's going to be at 7.30 p.m. on TNT. And then you have the Los Angeles Clippers and the Utah Jazz. Now, this is going to be my last show for a while. I will not have another show until the 27th, until the 28th of June. A lot of NBA basketball will be played during that time. When I get on the air in two weeks, the conference finals will have already started. So I really want to go into depth about these games. I actually think that is going to be Atlanta and Brooklyn in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then the Clippers and the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. So right now, I'm just going to pick it. The NBA Finals are going to be the Clippers and the Brooklyn Nets. The Hawks had a nice story, but too much Kevin Durant, too much Kyrie Irving, and a possible James Harden. He will come back. You have three closers that are going to hit the dagger. The Hawks are a nice story, and I think they are going to possibly get over the hump and beat the Sixers because they stole game one. But I think that the Brooklyn Nets, they built this super team and then they got additional players like Joe Harris and Blake Griffin to put them over the hump to actually win a title, even though Steve Nash is a first year coach. How do you like that? I'm really impressed that Atlanta, the city of Atlanta had two national stories over the weekend. So I could get on this podcast and talk about the Hawks winning game one, but also 
the Atlanta Falcons trading away Julio Jones to the Tennessee Titans for a second round pick in 2022. And they also swapped a six rounder with a fourth rounder. This hurts if you are a Julio Jones fan, especially a Falcons fan that has been with Julio Jones for the past 10 years. He's been the best wide receiver in football, and he plays for your team. I get that. It's hard to see a superstar go because we have emotional ties to the superstar. Unfortunately, Thomas Dimitrov, the former GM, ruined things for the Falcons, and we did not get the best Julio, and we did not get a Super Bowl championship. Julio brought the Falcons within yards of winning a Super Bowl with that amazing catch on the 23-yard line. However, the Falcons could not punch it in. And then some mediocre seasons with the Falcons giving away games and Dan Quinn was just not a great coach. Julio wants to go to a winner. The Tennessee Titans, who have an explosive offense now. You have Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, your running back, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones as your wide receivers. The Tennessee Titans now become one of the favorites in the AFC to rival Josh Allen in the Bills, Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs, I actually think the Titans now are the favorites to win the AFC South, even over Jacksonville and Indianapolis with Carson Wentz as their quarterback. The NFC South just got interesting, and I really don't give the Texans a chance in that division. But now with Jacksonville, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Julio Jones actually goes to a winner. As a 49ers fan, I am so thankful that he did not go to the Seahawks. Now, it would have been a dream scenario for Julio to go to the 49ers, but the Niners would have given up a lot of picks, and they already have a lot of talent. I really am happy with their two wide receivers, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. As a Falcons fan, this is hard. It it really almost was going to be a depressing Atlanta sports Monday to see Julio Jones go, but the Falcons had to do this. They save a lot of cap space with drafting Kyle Pitts in the NFL draft. Kyle Pitts now becomes the focal point in that Arthur Smith offense. Mike Davis is now their new running back. Calvin Ridley is going to be now their number one wide receiver. Now we could see what Matt Ryan can do as a quarterback without Julio Jones. It is going to be hard. I still think the Falcons are in rebuilding mode, just like the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers, because they now have a new quarterback. The New Orleans Saints don't have Drew Brees anymore. So Tom Brady is just going to be handed this division because Tom Brady is the one athlete that Father Time has not caught up with. I saw the Braves shell Clayton Kershaw over the weekend. Father Time has caught up with Clayton Kershaw. Father Time has caught up with LeBron James. LeBron James exited out of the first round. Now he could focus on Space Jam. Tom Brady does not look like Father Time's catching up with him. And the Buccaneers are going to be the favorites once again to make it to the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. Unbelievable if you're a Tom Brady hater, but great for the league. I think that's great for the NFL that Tom Brady is still playing because he has a lot of eyeballs on the TV set. So with that being said, I'm not a Falcons fan. I'm just a Falcons supporter living in Georgia, and I really wish Julio Jones well. I'm glad he's going to a team like the Tennessee Titans, a very likable team up north. He's not traveling that far. He's just driving three hours up 75 going up to Nashville. Good luck to Julio Jones and good luck to the Titans this season, which I now think they are going to be a legit contender. All right, Major League Baseball, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves for taking two out of three against the Los Angeles Dodgers. They defeated Clayton Kershaw and Trevor Bauer, which is pretty cool. 
It was a rematch of the 2020 NLCS, had big crowds at Truett's Park, and the Atlanta Braves, who are still trying to find their identity, they're still not pulling away in this division. You still have the New York Mets that are in first place. The Mets are three and a half games above the Braves. Braves are only 28 and 29. But I couldn't be happier that they defeated the Dodgers two out of three times. Now that first game, and there's just something about Julio Arias, Julio Urias, that eight-run inning that the Dodgers had, I thought that this series was going to get ugly. But then on Saturday, they defeated Clayton Kershaw 6-4. to four. They put up five runs in the third inning. And even though the Dodgers made it close, the Braves were able to pull away. But Clayton Kershaw is human, and Father Time is caught up with Kershaw. Six innings. Of course, he's, he's a workhorse. He's going to throw 95 pitches, but gave up five earned runs. His fastball is just not the same as it was 10 years ago. And so you have that game. And then Sunday, the Braves beat the Dodgers again, 4-2, defeating Trevor Bauer. Max Free got a pretty good victory for the Atlanta Braves. So the Braves are capable of beating the good teams. Now they travel up to Philly to take on the Philadelphia Phillies for a three-game series. And they'll take on the Marlins after that so the Braves have a chance to gain ground in this division. But I think it was a very important series for them to, to take on the Dodgers, which had big crowds at Truett's Park because a lot of fans wanted to see them in a rematch of the NLCS. And so maybe this will be the series that turns the corner for the Atlanta Braves and hopefully they can get the ball rolling on this season, which they are still a favorite to make it to the World Series, even though they've had a slow start in their season. Other baseball news, you have the Sunday night game. The Boston Red Sox swept the New York Yankees in New York, which is unheard of. Are the Red Sox, when it comes to the Yankees and the Red Sox, are the Red Sox the better team in this century? Obviously, they won three world titles. The Yankees in this century have only won two World Series. In the year 2000, if you really want to count that, that's really last century. And then 2009. I cannot believe I'm saying this, but the Yankees are just not the team of this century because they won 26 World Series last century, which was complete dominance. You had the curse of the Bambino. The Red Sox won a World Series in 1918 and then finally won a World Series in 2004. But then the Red Sox went on to win the World Series in 2007, 2013, and... 2018. So with that being said, I think that the Boston Red Sox are the better team, but the Yankees have the bigger national brand. The Red Sox are a team where Bostonians rally around and support, but it's hard to grasp the concept of the Red Sox being a national team. The New York Yankees have fans everywhere. I, I actually saw something. It was pretty funny that when the Lakers lost that, you know, Cowboy fans and Yankee fans were disappointed. Well, that is so true because your name brand sports teams like the Yankees, Cowboys, and Lakers, they have so much expectation. They have a huge fan base that all they want to do is win. Baseball, it was a great weekend for baseball. It was a great weekend for baseball here in Columbus. You had the exhibition games, the Chattahoots taking on the Waleska Wild Things. And I did not go to the games, but I did see pictures at Golden Park and they had some pretty good crowds out there. Now, the season doesn't officially start until Friday. They will take on the Waleska Wild Things once again. These were just exhibition games. And tickets are on sale. I'm excited. They got group rates. 
it would be fun to actually to go out to Golden Park and enjoy a baseball game. It's quality baseball. You have collegiate players. I know that the regionals, the NCAA tournament for college baseball is going on. And of course, Nebraska defeats the number one team, Arkansas Razorbacks. You'll have, you have the College World Series next week. But this is still quality baseball playing at the collegiate level. So I'm looking forward to the Chattahoots with a good season. The Columbus Lions pushed their record to 1-1 one one after defeating the Orlando Predators 55-40. to Don't forget their next home game is June the 19th versus the Jacksonville Sharks. It is really nice to see the Columbus Lions back in action. Remember, their entire season last year was canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm excited about local sports here in Columbus, and I'm excited to do this show. I know I covered a lot. I know we had some boxing matchups, Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul going up it, going at it. Eight rounds of just, no, we didn't have a winner, but it was fun to see Floyd Mayweather. I've always been a fan of Floyd Mayweather. I know this didn't count. I love Floyd Mayweather because he had one of the most memorable quotes a long time ago, which I still quote to this day. He told somebody to step your game up because you know I keeps a private jet. And I still quote that to this day. And I'm excited anytime Floyd Mayweather is in the news. You had Chad Ochocinco in the beginning of the preliminaries. And he did okay. But it was nice to have boxing on a Sunday. This is what people want. This is what people are talking about. They're not talking about the French Open. They're not talking about the U.S. Open coming up, even though Brooks Kepka is the favorite and they don't even have Phil Mickelson as an odds-on favorite. The U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. You have the summer of sports to the show in two weeks where I just recap everything that went on. So don't forget, my next show will be June the 28th. Taking a two, I'm taking a two week, I'm taking a two week break and I'll come back June the 28th. I want to thank everybody that has listened to my show, downloaded my podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. I am always on every media platform you can think of. I've got a very exciting summer when I get back because football season will start in August. And as many of you know that I am the new PA announcer for Russell County High Football in Seal, Alabama, 6A high school football. And I cannot wait for that gig. It's going to be awesome. Their first home game is going to be August 27th. It's going to be against Harbor County. And I will be out of the field and I will be announcing that game through the PA system. Great stuff. I'm looking forward to it. I kind of feel that my broadcasting career is finally set and taking off because I did get that gig because of the experience that I've gotten in broadcasting, not only in college, but the past 10 years on my YouTube channel and doing this podcast for about a year and a half now. So with that being said, I hope everybody has a great couple of weeks. Enjoy your summer break. And if I don't say it, happy Father's Day to everybody out there. I know that I'm a father. I had a crazy weekend watching my kids, but I love it. We had such a great time watching all those shows on Nickelodeon. I hope everybody has a great week. Stay safe out there. Stay dry in Georgia. And I will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. 
produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.